0: Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 51, Nuns and Pie. Last week was our 50th episode, and this week we're celebrating our third birthday. So settle down and enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's, Jessica's Day of, Day of fun. fun. Hi. Hi. Happy third birthday. Happy third birthday, Jessica. Yay, balloons, party poppers, jelly We don't look great for three No But never mind Third birthday to the day of recording Let's see if I can get this edited and out today as well Because I was going to go to the supermarket And it's my reward trip for having finished my essay So I'd quite like to do that You really know how to live I'm going to buy own brand Marmite You made fun of me for that once You opened the cupboard in my kitchen and went Well why would you not buy normal Marmite Things have changed in my life And I now have an appreciation for why one would do that. 29p. Yeah, that's why. Although I did come to a conclusion on Monday. Own brand instant custard. Don't bother. Birds all the way. I've got some birds custard in in the cupboard here. And I've got two tins of custard. Low fat. Who bought that? That I've got to use this month. I live alone. I can't eat two tins. What am I meant to do? Well, not with that attitude. Well, I know if... I don't see any reason why I couldn't just open them up and eat them with a spoon. But bananas and custard. Uh, I know it's your favourite. No. The podcast listeners know that's your favourite because you go on about it all the time. Hello to you, and also hello to our new listeners. Yeah, hi everyone. We've had quite a few new new people visiting us recently. I think a big hand, a big hand, an enormous a hand, giant foam from the sky to say uh, thank you to the two bossy dames who you mentioned last week. And then they were very kind to mention us back. It's a kind of an infinite circle of praise. Margaret and Sophie, great people. We've, we've had a lovely time on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my goodness. It's been great. And also now I re- really want to go shopping in Wegmans. I'd never even heard of a Wegmans. I've never heard of Wegmans. I don't know really what it is. It. I went on their website. Obviously, I had to do some base research. Wegmans being a US supermarket. And they've got all sorts going on there. I was overwhelmed. And, not a joke. Carry on. I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. It's good because we're in Europe. So for the last two weeks since we last recorded, I have done almost nothing except write a 5,000-word essay and watch an awful lot of episodes of the (laughs) preschool classic Timmy time. And I appreciate your updates on that. Yes. Not the essay. Timmy time Yeah so my new way of keeping up with what's going on in the world that's not writing essays It's just a text Jessica yeah. plot lines of episodes of Timmy time I get him from work and I'm greeted by such gems as Timmy has built a snowman with a crenellated head Yeah he did because he used a bucket from the sandbox Ah uh, I did wonder because I thought that was, that was ambitious for a, a toddler My favorite one was It is very icy outside so Timmy and the goat have tied cushions to their bottoms in case they fall over Yes I yes. think that's. I mean, that's just sensible. We've discussed this before in episode twenty-five when we did our top five children's television programmes. Which, having listened to my list, is dreadful. I claim that <laughs> Bear in the Big Blue House is one of the top five children's television programmes. I mean, it's good. It's not top five. Blue Peter, just say Blue Peter. But you know, Timmy Time is shown every morning on CBBS, the television channel for the three to five market in the UK. Yep. I have it on Series Link. So I've just got them lined up. You do 30 minutes work. You watch a nine minute episode of Timmy Time. It's 10 minutes if you watch the opening theme tune, which actually I usually do because it's quite a catchy song. (laughs) Don't, Jessica, here is my tip. Don't tell your classmates that this is how you've written your essay because you have to explain why you watch so much Timmy Time. And luckily, well, I say luckily, some of them are parents, so they know and are familiar with it. But that means they're very familiar with it for children. Yes. So great times, but I got my essay submitted, so that's the main thing. So you've won, basically. That's what you're saying. It's just the cutest lamb, and what you know, you know, what I like about Timmy Time is, I really identify with him because he's sort of, he's sort of the centre of his universe, which is very much how I view myself. But also, he's plagued with the disappointments that plagues everyone. So you know, he'll want to build a snowman like don't sing like his friend and he won't do a good one so he has to make one with a crenellated head or he'll get very annoyed because he's not allowed to during nap time surround himself with musical instruments at one point he rolls over and falls onto a horn which goes off and wakes everyone up and he's very upset by this or his blanket tent that he's created because he doesn't like sharing a space with other people will get rained on and collapse about his head but then it all ends okay for him he learns that his his reach constantly exceeds his grasp but that's a good thing, because otherwise, how do you learn that you should just get in a normal tent? <laughs> well, you learn because Harriet and the Owl sort it all out. Harriet and the Owl are the teachers. They're not like a weird indie band. <laughs> I was about to say, that's that's the name of my new band, by the way. I've also started watching Bones. How's that going? <sighs> it's weird. It's not as good as Castle. No, it. it's not as good as Castle. And it's almost exactly the same programme. A procedural crime drama with a will-they-won't-they thing, where the woman has a sort of dark past. Yeah, they will. Thanks, Wikipedia. (laughs) Thanks, life and experience of watching television. Yeah, that's true. I have decided from the first four minutes they will. In Castle, Beckett's mum has been murdered. And in Bones, a character who they they just claim that somebody could be called Temperance Brennan. Her parents disappeared when she was a teenager. Also, not only is she a sort of genius forensic anthropologist, she's also written a best-selling novel. Of course she has. And the main character trait they've given her is doesn't understand pop culture, despite the fact she's written a novel and exists in the world. And David Boreanaz's main personality trait is riding on the back of having been Angel. I mean, I'm still watching it because I love everybody in television. I mean, that's it. I had the dinner party that I was going to have the morning we last recorded. I make a mean fish pie. But don't ever microwave a hard-boiled egg. Oh. Because I had some... To, I need to, to make to a hard-boiled no, egg no, no, or to, no, reheat to reheat something? Because obviously it tips over. Like, uh, the fish and potato element just reheats. But the egg kind of keeps cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so inside it was like oh it's a lovely fish pie which somebody has put elastic bands into as a treat <laughs> and that's basically all I've done for two weeks oh I also bought some biscuit print trousers what have I done well on the television front I have not continued with Buffy yet I haven't like stopped it permanently I just haven't got around to continuing I felt like I should take a while off are you in season four no I finished season four. Oh, season five's good I know, I'm about to start season five and I just haven't quite got around to doing it because I have a lot of other things that I have to watch, you know, and there aren't enough hours in the day. Tell me about it. We're gearing up to have a big um, so end of contract personnel change at work, which is exciting and means lots of work, but we had an evening of sort of awards and when i say awards this makes it sound very fancy it's not it's sort of a fun kind of silly silly awards for made up things for the people who are leaving and i kind of look back at the year that we've just had but in terms of tv i have found a a program which is called baby daddy it's on uh, channel four it's basically three men and a baby in sitcom form is the closest way to describe it it's made by abc family and it is um flimsy i would say what a positive review it's it's strangely enjoyable who's in it um, oh, good. Everyone I've heard of, um, but you know, it's only twenty minutes an episode, so. I cannot work out what on earth made you want to start watching that. The title no, horrendous. The plot line is, if you, if you think that's an intriguing plot line, just go and watch Three Men and a Baby, because that's at least got ten dancing in it. It's not the sort of thing that would usually intrigue me. I thought that looks like it could be jolly. I'll have a look at that, and I was like, okay, it doesn't it doesn't suck. It's not amazing. I think we need to reassess our lives because a lot of it seems to be based around well this isn't awful, this doesn't cause me physical pain, I guess I'll continue. It's slightly in the 8 Simple Rules sort of vein of things, in that kind of thing but it's not as good as 8 Simple Rules. Can I recommend Timmy Time if you're looking for something to watch? You can, yes. I would like to put out a plea to any listeners who are watching how to get away with murder who would like to get in touch with me because I'm the only person I know who is watching it and I need to talk to people about it, but I'm quite far behind because it's just finished in the U S and I'm not even at the mid season break because I'm watching it on repeat on the universal channel, but it's incredible. And I need to talk to some people about it. Okay. How to get away with murder, which don't Google that. Don't Google that, which is what I did because it, I, people keep coming to my house. (laughs) But, on that vein, very, very good television. Top five TV, in fact. Uh, NCIS season 11 started last week. So I've seen the first two episodes, and it's good. Okay, so we've established that I'm in this new wonderland of multiple television channels. Yeah. At least 20% of the television channels I have access to show NCIS. I I assume all the different seasons have different rights associated with them. Presumably. It's crazy. I'm used to the idea that one channel... each programme is on one... T- no. I'm done with my intro, by the way. I've done nothing. So it's just... I mean, really, all I've done... I I scroll back through my Twitter to work out what I've done, because I have no short-term memory. I haven't done anything. Yeah. not no, Television. I could tell you about my 5,000-word essay on representations of girls reading in children's literature. But I, I don't think that's really... That doesn't really fall under the remit of the show. So... Apart from that, it's all the things I've done around it, which is eat, be... Oh, I can recommend. Don't bother grating cheese on top of beans on toast. When you're microwaving your beans, put the cheese in with the the beans and stir it all in. Do you have a song? I do have a song. My song this week is um, Oh, What Have You Done by Twisted Wheel. Nothing. We've just established this. Oh. I know. It was good. Yeah. Originally from Saddleworth, Greater Manchester. Active... Between 2007 and 2014. Apparently they don't exist anymore. I've decided to start giving facts with my songs. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, good. good. I've just remembered it's our birthday and I got quite excited. We've got no celebr... No, I've got the end of a banana bread. I'm going to make a chocolate cake later. And as we said, I'm going to go to shop. It's all great. It's all good. It's all good. Speaking of it being our third birthday, three years of sororal broadcasting... We yep. are going to do a top five, which I cannot believe we haven't thought of before, but struck me like a bolt of genius lightning. Doesn't make sense the other night. And we're going to be talking about our top five sisters, our podcasting for them audiences. So this can be real or fictional sisters. Yep. I've gone entirely fictional. And then I read your tweets the other day and I thought she's gone real. Oh, not entirely real because made I did some research and there were very few famous sisters Apart from the Kardashians, and yeah. I don't yeah. know of most of the Kardashians whether they're sisters. That one person turns out to be a sister. I thought was someone's ex husband, Chris. <laughs> That's Chris Humphreys, not Chris Kardashian. That's and then there's Chris Jenner. Uh, I, I don't. It... Isn't that, isn't the mum called Chris? With a K. Oh, so she's the mother, and Bruce Jenner is the. How do I know this? I don't know, but I know it too, and it's really upsetting me. Have you ever watched any of it? Good lord, it's awful. Even in my darkest moments, I haven't thought it's time to watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians. No, it's never time to keep up with the Kardashians. I try to uh, keep away from the Kardashians. That could be our new show, Keeping Away From The Kardashians. (laughs) It's just an attempt to just like us running down streets trying to get yeah, away from them. us running through airports and big sunglasses going oh no they're there all that program has brought me is the joy of when the olympics happened and there was a hashtag on twitter of fake new events for the olympics and one of the fake new events was keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> so jessica would you like to tell me your top five sisters uh yes rosie i would well in no particular order i'd like to say i'm betting on crossover of two Oh, no, I think Two, not. Two, possibly three. Oh. This is a great game and has nothing for the people at home, but it's like playing poker. Is yeah. It? I've only played poker once, but I did do well, as one would expect. Poker with a, with a little bit of um, Mr. and Mrs. thrown in, or the, the newlywed game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, first up, as uh, denoted by our new Twitter header, Danny Kay and... No, sorry. It's Betty and Judy Haynes from uh, White Christmas. Sisters of Freckleface Haynes the Dog Face Boy. Exactly, partly because it gives us cause to say Freckleface Haynes the Dogface Boy. And also mainly because they sing the song Sisters. Yes, but mainly they sing the song Sisters, allowing Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby to sing it. Yeah. I must have left it in my snood. Precisely. Excellent. Big fans and the little glittery headbands. I'm and... a big fan yeah. of that song. Number two, Sally and Gillian Owens. I knew you'd do this and I wrote down a note in case you didn't. Sometimes I think, Jessica will put this and I'm worried she'll forget. I'll make a note just in case. (laughs) Yeah, they're in there. They're actually actually written first on the list. So Sally and Gillian Owens from Practical Magic, played by Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Can I just ask, is your number three slot the aunts from Practical Magic? (laughs) And is your number four slot the children from Practical Magic? (laughs) No, but I did think of that. (laughs) Because, well, originally, my list was Sally and Gillian, followed by Jet and Francis, who are the aunts. And they were demoted to, I don't know if I, it's a spoiler alert, they're now on the Honorable Mentions list, because uh, otherwise it was going to be a list of just sets of sisters from the same film, which kind of, you know, uh, they're witches. But then I picked them because the the film is kind of about the, the bond of sisterhood, largely. And also about breaking the curse uh, that means all the men they love die. That film is mainly about Goran Wiesnick. Who who instead wants you to be his wife. Uh, It teaches us all a valuable lesson, one which I think everyone should learn at some point. If you bring people back from the dead, they don't come back the same. Also, don't drink things you find left on the porch. Especially when it's noted the fact that everyone in the town hates you. (laughs) There's so much to learn from this film. It is, it's educational as well. Number three. Queen Elsa and Princess Anna of Arendelle. Elsa? Is that one of yours? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Again, the film is uh, is all about the bond of sisterhood. Act of true love between sisters. It's an act of true love, but it's not like true love. It's, yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? Let's sing. Let's sit. No. <laughs> no. Oh, but I bought a keyboard. That's what I did this week. And I've learned to play one song. And it's the intro. Well, I haven't learned a whole song. I've learned the intro to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Which I played at Rosie down Skype. She was Thrilled. Thrilled. Yes. Weren't you? It was good. Yes. Yeah. Elsa? Um, do you want to go and see Cinderella so that we can see um, Frozen Fever? Yeah, I'm really not that fussed by Cinderella, but I will. <laughs> can we go and see it and then walk out after Frozen
1: <laughs> Fever? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, let's
0: do that. So I, I like Frozen and that uh, Disney have sort of broken away slightly from the handsome prince, one true love idea of the thing. Although they did still get that. And it's a bit more about girl power, but in a kind of sliding it in under the radar. I don't have a skull. Or bones. Oh, do you look at that? I've been impaled. Uh ah. well we've discussed frozen many times before, so I'm gonna move on. Uh and uh, next up I have the Bennett's. Yes. And this is both the Bennett's proper from Pride and Prejudice and also a little bit from the from the Lizzie Bennett diaries because they are they're the same but they're different, if you see what I mean. Do you see what I mean? You don't care, you're just pouring tea. I am just pouring tea. But okay, so I have um I basically have two bedside tables. Let me tell you, there is nothing uh, so decadent to lie in bed and pick up a pot of tea from one of your bedside tables and pour <laughs> it. What, you don't even have to. I'm not even sitting up. I'm still on the pillow. Pick up the tea, pour out the tea. So Jane, Lizzie, Lydia, Kitty, Mary. <laughs> not in that order of age or how much we like them all. Elizabeth, Jane, Kitty, Mary, Lydia. That's the ranking. That's in a particular order. Um, Lydia comes last because she's a twit. At least the the Lizzie Bennet diaries did actually make her redeemable. um, Whereas in the book... She's a bit of an arse, isn't she, Jessica? (laughs) I can't feel sympathy for her. But that's fine because she ends up in a loveless, poverty-stricken marriage. Yeah. Okay, and number five, Kat and Bianca Stratford. From 10 Things I Hate About You. Because they don't really get on. But actually it turns out that everything they do... Okay, not everything they do. Some of it is for selfish reasons, Bianca. But a lot of what they do is sort of to protect each other. Kat is grumpy and is trying to keep Bianca away from Joey, actually, because she's t- trying to protect her from Joey. Then Bianca realizes this and and knocks Joey out. And he's shooting a nose spray ad tomorrow. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> oh, and Jessica, in this situation, in this film, Joey is, of course, played by renowned character actor Andrew Keegan. Yay! Who may or may not be a cult leader. I mean, definitely the former of those options. <laughs> Andrew uh... Keegan. If there's one thing I've learned in three years of podcasting, it's the name of this minor American film actor. It's taken you three years to do it, but by Jove, you've got there. Uh, yeah, so Rizzi, what's your top five sisters? Mitford's. Oh, good Lord. How could I not even have seen that coming? Yeah, I planned this top five entirely so I could talk about my love of the Mitford sisters. Of course you did. Yes, obviously some of them were Nazis. <laughs> I don't like them personally, but as an institution... I mean, there are six of them. Can six be an institution? I think so. What a tremendous, fascinating group of women who, through their lives, we get a lot of the history of the 20th century. Communism. Fascists. A couple more fascists.
1: Chickens. chickens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have taught you well. Debo. She just continued on. She married a younger son. His brother died. Next thing she knows, she's the Duchess of Devonshire. We can all dream. Yes. They're great. They're fascinating. I urge you to investigate the Mitford sisters. Okay, either will. Number two. Number two. Jane and Lizzie Bennett. I see what you've done. Yeah. Yep. My view of this world is that there are a lot of women who cause their own and others' unhappiness because they believe that they're Elizabeth's and they're actually Lydia's. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Bridget Jones. Yeah. You will be a lot happier if you were just like me, admit and come to terms with the fact you're a Mrs. Elton, you'll get through life, it's fine. But there are those of people who think that they're Elizabeths, they're not, you're, you're a, you know, maybe you're a kitty, maybe you're a mer you don't, you're probably, the thing is, the people who want to be Elizabeths are probably Lydia's. Just saying it, Elizabeth wouldn't identify herself as an Elizabeth. Yeah, she'd just like, get on with it. Imagine being Mr. and Mrs. Bennet and having these two great children. And then the next one, they come out and it's just diminishing returns. Mary's there, she's <laughs> a bit quiet. Kitty's like fine and then Lydia turns up and she's just dragging everybody down. You'd be furious. That's why he spends so much time in the library. Yes. Jane and Lizzie are lovely and they support each other and they're great. And Jane makes snickerdoodles and Lizzie saves her from having to go to Bing's house on I. This is. She eats the bean gelatin dessert, is what I'm saying. I thought about this on the train. In order to, to uh, save Jane from having to go to Bing's house on false pretenses, she eats the bean dessert. Because surely there was a different way to dispose of it. But I suppose if you panicked and just didn't know what to do with it, it's food. So the easiest way to dispose of it is to eat it. And also then you could have like plausible deniability. So if your mum said... Where is, the, where is the gelatin bean dessert that I was going to send Jane to Bing's house with and you said, oh, I flushed it down the toilet. Was that wrong? Then clearly you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be angry. Where if you said, oh, I ate it. Was that wrong? Then that's, you know, it's fine. Oh, I ground it into the carpet. Is that not what you're meant to do? <laughs> uh, I'd like to just get listeners up to speed. This is in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and not the classic novel. Oh, uh, yeah. Number three, Anna and Elsa. Do you want to build a snowman? Well, we've covered them. Number four. I accidentally went to work dressed as Queen Elsa the other day. What, like in the sequin outfit? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was really inconvenient. People kept treading on my train. No, I just, I accidentally had um, Elsa hair. Okay, I don't wish to alarm you, but you have red hair, so that is... Yes, two separate people said, if you had blonde hair, you'd be Elsa, or uh, Hello Ginger Elsa, and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I had a Dutch braids going sort of around my head and then it turned into a big fishtail plait on one side. I right, like about two weeks ago when I accidentally went to work dressed as Princess Leia because I was wearing a jumpsuit and then I had two buns in, which I quite often do, but the combination of the two just compounded the whole thing. But what, I, what happens is I, I do my hair and then I look in the mirror and go, oh, I suppose I look a bit like so so oh, I'll be fine. I don't think anyone will notice. la da da Then you go and put on the gold bikini and yeah. Oh. Number four... Nani and Lilo. Oh my god, I forgot them. Yeah, I haven't watched Lilo and Stitch in probably ten years, but I I would still put it in my top five films. And I just hadn't had a thought that Nani wasn't Lilo's sister's name. It is, and I checked on yeah. Wikipedia, and the the sentence they introduce her in says Nani is struggling to care for her rambunctious younger sister Lilo. <laughs> Great use of the word rambunctious in a Wikipedia article. Yes, I love them because they. Uh, you know they look out for each other Nani's looking after Lilo Lilo is rambunctious and then they get a weird dog who's obviously not a dog it's an alien and they both scream into pillows and it's all great and I love it and Lilo loves Nani as more as a sister more than a mum and and Nani loves Lilo more as a sister than a rabbit number five number five okay so in the past like two years I've been having a low-level nun phase (laughs) (laughs) just like (laughs) just like skipping along so there was that really rubbish book I read called The Luminous Life of Lily Aphrodite where she was a film actress and at the end Goebbels personally intervened to ruin her life oh yeah a lot of Nazis Crystal Skull. It's fine until it's nuts. But there was a cool nun in that, and I was like, oh I like this nun. And then I've been watching this program called The Sisterhood Becoming Nuns, which is about five girls going around different convents and discerning about whether they want to be nuns. And there are three of them who are like, Yeah, they'll be nuns. And there are two people, and they're like, Where did they find you? You're not going <laughs> to be nuns. And obviously, Call the Midwife. And obviously, Dolores Van Cartier. But we come to her. But my my fifth, is the sisters at Lenarta's house from Call the Midwife, sisters. Sisters, you know they're all cool sisters because Jenny Agatha's agent is missing a trick by not buying a nun costume and then like hiring her out for parties or things. Or if you're having a tough time, the Sister Julienne just coming and saying, "Hey, don't worry." So this week, Pam Ferris accidentally mixed up some babies because there was a fire in the laundry room. Brilliant. She, she realised because luckily one of them had a birthmark. Imagine if they hadn't. Um, and then she was like, "Oh my God, I've..." Mi-. She didn't say that. Obviously, didn't say that. Sister Julienne was like hey, don't worry, I'm going to call the ex-nun Mrs. Turner and she's going to sort this all out. And they're all great. And I sometimes think I'd be a great nun. Except I don't believe in God and I like stuff. Yeah, that would be inconvenient. Mind you, it worked for Dolores Van Cartier, so... Honourable mention, Sister Mary Clarence. Yes. And Sister Mary Patrick. I mean, I like yes. all the nuns, but those are the two best ones, obviously. In Sister Obviously, Kath- Catherine Jimmy is the best one of anything. You're going to have a set of things and Kathy Najumi is there. That's the best one. Of the Sanderson sisters? Of the Sanderson sisters, yes. See, she's the best one, obviously. Um, Yeah, I I went for entirely fictional but also entirely biological sisters. I did consider having sort of sisterhood type people. Honourable mentions. As referenced before, uh, Jet and Frances Owens, Because as entertaining characters, they are actually better than Sally and Gillian. Yes. (laughs) Because they're brilliant. And then I realised that I, I didn't put um, Kylie and whatever the other one is called in. Danny? Minogue? Yes. Is that what you're talking uh, about? No, no, that's uh, Sally's, Sally's children. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but mine are all fictional. Okay. But are, the, are the Minogues? We don't know. Have you ever seen the two of them in the same room? Yes. Okay, next one mention. i will I realised that I had a theme. I had seemed to have a lot of pairs of maiden aunts. I also have, keeping with the witch theme, Um, Hilda and Zelda Spellman. Yeah! Because all witches should be raised by their slightly mad aunts. It's very disappointing we don't have any more siblings that could possibly provide us with a niece. We could never be them. And it means we can also never be Lily and Vivian. Goodness. Yeah, Lily and Vivian Charles from Pushing Daisies. Although, spoiler alert, that actually worked out differently. They have matching personality disorders and uh, a love of cheese. I've got uh, The Fossils from Ballet Shoes. Yes, great. I have the Dashwoods, Marianne and Eleanor. Can I have any? And Margaret, but who really cares about Margaret? Can I do some? Oh yeah, sorry, I'm just whipping through mine here. I put down the Papini sisters. Yes, of course. No, not real sisters. No. Um, the weird sisters from Terry Pratchett, Nanny or Granny Weatherwax, Magrat. Yeah, they were one of my uh, my not sisters possibilities who didn't didn't get on the list. And the girl group of sisters with whatever Kristen Wig is doing with her little doll hands. On Saturday. <laughs> um, uh yes. Please continue. Sherry and Connie Martin from Follow the Fleet. Bloody L, that's obscure. Oh, you know, I like it. It's a good film. I've got Margot, Edith and Agnes from just book me. It's so fluffy I'm gonna die. I steal the moon, I bring back the moon, I sit on the toilet I oh no wait that's <laughs> And I also have Buffy and Dawn Summers, notable mostly for the fact that Dawn just appears fully formed in season five of Buffy with no one's prior knowledge of her and they all go, yeah, that's normal. I put this question to our listeners on Twitter and we have had some audience engagement. Audience participation. That's my least kind of participation, but not in this format. It's only when you're actually sitting physically in an audience with something and they say, hey, everyone, stand up and like clap along or do the action. Like that time that cat made me do that dance by myself at that panto. Horrendous. Livid. But via the medium of the internet, this is awesome. Friends of the show. Got in touch. Catherine Murray suggested the sisters in the film In Her Shoes, who I believe was Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette. She said she's not sure that the film was amazing, but the relationship really got her. Sasha suggests Katniss and Primrose Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Oh, that's good. That's good. And she and her sister have a, a strong identification with those two. Nico said the Nolan sisters, but I think he might have been joking. <laughs> Lucy gave us her own top five entirely of nuns. Amazing. So I'd like to read this to you now. Number, and it's in an order. Brilliant. Five, the sisters in Madeline, so Miss Clavel, she's in order. Yep. Four, the sisters at Nanata's house and call the midwife. Great yep. choice. Three, the sisters that gave sanctuary to Jean Valjean in Les Mis. Yep. I don't know what that is, but it's making me think of that blooper where the man yells during Les Mis. I'll put that in what have we seen this week. <laughs> oh my God, I'd forgotten that. Two, Sister Mary Beckett, who it was a TV art person and nun and one the sisters in the sound of music because singing nuns and as an honorable mentions i'd like to add to lucy's list there's sister steve from the father Downing mysteries we're now just naming our favorite fictional nuns there's the flying nun no i'm thinking of nana (laughs) muskuri what's your song rosie my song is i feel love by donna summer because it sounds like blade runner if blade runner took place in a disco I urge you to listen to the intro to I Feel Love by Donna Summer and then listen to the main theme from Blade Runner and they are basically the same song. I thought you meant it was like the plot of Blade Runner. I "I don't remember that. If she can feel love, she's probably not a replicant. Probably not. Oh, snack. (laughs) Snack of the day. I finally got a jingle for that. Oh, snack. Yeah, that works. In honour of our third birthday, jelly. But not and ice cream because that's horrible. The two textures don't go. Do you know what that would be like? An overly hard-boiled egg in a fish pie. Oh, yeah, because to me, surely the ice cream would start to freeze the jelly. Excuse me, I have some experiments to run. Neil Need lamp-fed! needle fed Okay, so I made a fish pie. Yep. It was pancake day. Made pancakes. Excellent choice. Uh, one of the things that I'm learning with living alone and, you know, cooking for myself again is I'm sort of relearning how to do things like, oh, boil potatoes. <laughs> I haven't run boiled potatoes in a while. I had to look that up. Thank you, Delia. 20 minutes. If you've been on the internet... Which I assume it will have. You may have encountered the concept of the mug cake. The microwavable mug cake. I've done this before. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, don't do it rubbish. I tried one from BuzzFeed. And it was what they refer to as a yellow cake. Is this an American thing? Standard yellow cake. It tasted a bit like a sponge pudding, but with none of the joy. It was too eggy. Why were you finding recipes off BuzzFeed? Because Delia's complete cookery course from the mid-80s does not have a section on mug cakes. I tend to make them, but I just slop a load of ingredients in a mug and stick it in the microwave. Um, I don't measure it. I've never read a recipe for it. it just, you know. The trick is, um, eat it while it's still piping hot with yes. ice cream and some sort of sauce. Yeah, I didn't have any sauce. The trick is, don't call it a cake. Refer to it as a pudding, and then it's fine. So I did that, and that made me feel quite depressed while I watched Mary Porter's Secret Shopper last week. I have a weird inclusion for Needle and Fed, which is I watched a film called How to Make an American Quilt which I thought was going to be like the spirit film of Needle and Fed. But actually, it was much less about quilt making than I thought it was going to be. Does it have any quilt making in it at all? Yeah, so Winona Ryder goes, and I thought, oh, this is going to be post-shoplifting. No, mid-90s peak Winona. She's writing um, dissertation, and she goes to her grandmother's house for the summer, where she used to live because her mother was a hippie and her dad was one of the Baldwin's. Her grandmother <laughs> is part of a quilt making circle run by Maya Angelou. Not playing herself. I'd like to stress. Right. Not Maya Angelou's celebrity quilt circle. So there was much less quilting than I thought there'd be. So it was disappointing, but I just wanted to talk about it because I thought it was the, the most enticingly titled film I'd encountered in a very long time. But don't bother. Probably on five on demand at the moment. But don't bother. But maybe do. I will, but I won't. And I have done no crafting Except the crafting of 5,000 words. I see what you did there. I haven't really done very much needle and fed in the last fortnight. Um, I'm continuing on with a tea cozy that I'm knitting. I've done about another couple of inches. No, not even that. That's very optimistic. An inch. Right. What happened was I picked it up. I hadn't knitted it for a while. This is the same pattern that I usually make and I've talked about on the podcast for the last three years. In fact, I think the first episode I referenced tea cozies. The f- the first couple I made was spot on, just went really well. This one that I'm making at the moment, I think I mentioned a few episodes ago, I just, I didn't really read the pattern very carefully because I didn't think I had to. so sort of check checked the number of stitches. But I forgot that it, I just started automatically knitting stocking stitch and it's supposed to be garter stitch. Thought it was looking a bit strange. I wasn't really holding its shape very well. Realised my mistake. Uh, Ripped the whole thing back. Started again. It was going swimmingly. Picked it up the other day. Did a five or six rows at work, looked at it, thought, oh, I've just randomly started knitting stocking stitch again, just in the middle of the pattern. You've gone mad. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to put this in this bag for the moment and just deal with it later. So then a, a few days ago, I ripped it back to the point at which it had gone wrong, put it back on the needles, which is annoying because it's got rips in it where you pull the yarn over across the back to sort of tighten it up. So it's kind of tricky because it, it's not a, a straight line of, of stitches. You have to kind of wiggle back and forth. This sounds hellish, don't bother. And I have just about reached the point at which I had I'd reached before. And I really hadn't got that far. But now I'm, you know, I'm on track, let's keep going. I made pancakes the other day, chocolate chip ones. Oh, great. Other than that, nothing to report. Well, I know, I mean, I've been, as we've established, writing, watching Timmy Time, eating beans. What have we seen this week? What, what have, have we seen this week? But... Hey! Okay, I got a tube and I... Wait, sorry, before you go into this, can I just get this out of the way? One, llamas. Two, weasel riding a woodpecker. Carry on. Oh, I was on the tube from campus to home. Got on the tube, no llamas. Got off the tube, llamas ahoy. It, It was mad. I couldn't understand what was going on. Caught up with the llama situation, went to bed, woke up the next morning, eight hours of dress chat. Every time I disappeared from Twitter for any extended period of time, it went mad on another situation I was on the tube and I got on at the start of the line carriage to myself this has only ever Amazing. happened twice before in my life I've tried to engineer it on many occasions carriage to <laughs> myself it was held in platform and I thought oh people are going to come on and ruin my carriage to myself I hate the I'm going to have to kill and they Didn't they didn't we, we pull out I make a little vine of myself singing about being on the tube next station hmm, somebody's going to get on we pull out of the station nobody got on at the next stop made another vine Three three stops. I keep talking about this in the lyrics of the songs. Basically, I made a miniature musical by being alone on the tube for three whole stops. I was livid when people got on at the next one. Furious. So I will post links to Solo Tube, the tubesicle. It was great. I mean, I could have done some running around, but you didn't know at which point anyone was going to get on. And also... This At this point, the tube is not underground. So it's very easy for people in the next carriage to see through. <laughs> and it was quite clear that I was having the time. You know, I didn't want to start like swinging from the bars. So that's that's what, what I've seen is what I've done. Also, Big Bird is on Twitter. Right. And he follows an account which is locked. And that account only has one follower. So only one person can see it. And that account is Mr. Snuffleupagus's account. so he has one follower and nobody else can see him what he tweets and he's tweeted five times but Big Bird what a great thing to happen but people will think that he's not real again but no it's fine because they can see it they just can't see what he's saying but how how clever that is very good also amongst the many episodes of Bones uh, I've started watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries Oh, I really want to watch that. They now show it on Five USA on oh. weekend mornings, Sunday or Saturdays. When did it start? I've watched two episodes. One episode. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So, I so you will come in, if you watch it this weekend. You will come in at episode five. I missed a couple as well. Okay. Despite my meticulous going through the radio times, I missed it. How irritating! So, may I recommend that to you? 1920s-based Australian crime fighting mystery solving actually not really crime fighting there's not very much punching great wig work thank you for listening I mean it's been great because last episode we were like thanks for sticking for us for 50 episodes and this week it's thanks for sticking three with us years. for three years we've timed it amazingly slash terribly I and don't then know. next week it will be 52 which feels a little exciting because that means you can listen to an episode every week for a year there's, there's no reason you would do that but 52 is a nice number because it's an everything number like if we had 365 episodes. My God. Oh. Yeah. Or if we had like pie episodes or something. Yes. So if you listen to the first three and a bit episodes. First 3.14159265358979433. Yeah. That's my next project. It's going okay. That's not a project, Jessica. A project is like wallpapering. I got bored of the all the bones in the human skeletons. Oh, okay. I'll do it now. Skull, shoulders, <laughs> arms, I don't have time a skull. four, or sp- bones. spine, ribs, pelvis, legs, time four, many <laughs> legs feet. Legs times four. Because there are four bones in your legs. <laughs> I know, but it sounds like you've got four legs. <laughs> well, this is why we do an audio show. I meant like scapula, fibula, tibia, phalanges, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you ever so much for listening for the past three years. Hey, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to keep going. I think so. Uh, Yeah, we are. That wasn't me trying to be like. Oh, maybe we'll pack it in today. Shall we? Shall we bother? Shall I? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, may as well. We've got this far. Yes. So, thank you. Welcome new listeners. Come, come back. Stick around. Tell us what your top five sisters are. If you don't mention us, you can never listen again. Okay. Bye. 3.14159265358979462632 3.14159265358979462632 oh no no sorry 89793238462643382794 8979323846264338... yeah anyway to find out more you can read show notes to this and all of our episodes at our website rosyandjessica.co.uk You can email us at sayhello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. Don't forget that you can subscribe, leave reviews and listen to all of our previous episodes on iTunes. We'll see you soon.